better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts of this live Friday episode of the show. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Kyle, happy Thursday night, Friday to you. Yeah, it's it's fun. We got a bunch of people watching this live, and then if you missed it live and you're listening to the podcast, listen, we're doing this every Monday night and every Thursday night. So conveniently enough, when the NFL season rolls around, we can lead you into Monday night football. We're going to lead you into Thursday night football. So nice little system that we're, we're trying to get comfortable with in the here and now to make sure that you guys are all knowing to expect us once the season starts. All right, so it's Would You Rather, and mm-hmm. it is just for, for the podcast listeners, Kyle and I have carefully picked Would You Rather Careful. scenarios that we are going to present to each other and uh, see what happens. So here we go. This is the first one, Kyle. Okay. Would Would you rather Jarrell Casey or a seventh-round pick? You're stupid. <laughs> I would rather have Jarrell Casey. You know what's weird is it's like, Tennessee's not even really hurting that bad for the cap, right? I know. I can't. I like, can't. We, we were a little worried about, like, uh, you know, Henry contract. and T- They got the Henry contract figured out. They got the Ryan Tannehill contract figured out. By the way, they worked wonders with the Derrick Henry contract. They can get yeah. it out of this thing after two years with, like, $6 million right. in dead cap. Right. If it comes it. to that, which it might not. You know, every every generation, you get that one weird workhorse guy who you can just – give the ball 350 plus times a year to for 10 years. And it works out. It was Adrian Peterson. Like Derrick Henry might need that guy this time around. That wasn't my real one for you. I just wanted to take another dig. at the oh. Titans. Or, yeah, no, that was here's, here's the real one. The real I thought first I crushed one. it. You did great analysis, but I just wanted to make fun of that trade because it's, I still don't understand it. Okay. Especially, you know, like talking about a team that was in the AFC championship game. Like, why are we unloading salary and trading away one of our key players? Okay. Here's your real one. Uh, would you rather right now take over as the general manager for the New York Jets okay. or the New England Patriots? Patriots. Whoa. And the reason being, Patriots have so much flexibility moving forward. Now, I understand that the, the Jets have a ton of draft capital at their disposal. But the Patriots, I think ownership is an important dynamic here to take into consideration as well. And Robert Kraft, the success that this organization has had for the last two decades versus uh, Woody Johnson. Um, his brother's currently running the show right now, but Woody Johnson's going to be coming back and is the primary owner of the team. And, you know, there hasn't really been a really strong track record of success with Woody Johnson as the owner of the New York Jets. So I look at the Patriots and, you know, Two months ago, this team had like less than a million dollars in cap space. Now, magically, all of a sudden, the Patriots have like the third most cap space in the NFL for this year after adding Cam Newton. And then you think about they're going to have the second most salary cap space in the NFL next year. And they only have four guys under contract or four starters, excuse me, under contract beyond the 2021 season. So if I were to take over right now as the general manager, I would get an opportunity to put my imprint on this organization, knowing full well that I have an owner that's not going to make things more messy for me than it than it has to be. So you 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 could fire Gase, you can hire a brand new coach. You have four Understood. first round picks. Over the next, you have Darnold. You, you give me you want the Patriots. Okay, I, I want it. I want the blank slate. All right, fair enough. Because I want to do it. Uh, the, the Jets have good pieces in certain spots, you know. And 
we we just talked about Sam, right, on this mm-hmm. podcast as far as like where he's at and what you would do with him and, and how to gauge him. And I almost wouldn't want to be in that situation where like the Jets have a top three pick and then I need to decide like, okay, was it Gase? Was it Darnold? Was it both? Like that's that would be a very challenging proposition for me. All right. Do you disagree with that? I thought it was a compelling conversation because it I is you would you would talk about like good ownership, the structure in place. Maybe you would factor in maybe being a little nervous about taking over for Belichick, you know, and 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 is it already assumed that it's Josh McDaniels as the next coach? And would you want to stay that course? You know, so I thought some of those variables weighing it against the Jets who, you know, have a ton of draft capital. You have a decision to make with Darnold, and obviously you can just hire whatever coach you want. Jonathan with a great point. Just be quiet and listen to Bill. <laughs> All right, brother, what you got? Okay, so I'm uh, I'm going personal touch early on. I'm getting my personal one out of the way. Okay. Okay. Now, if you guys need to know one thing about Joe Marino, it is that this man despises onions. We'll Not go even. out to eat. We'll Not go even. out to eat, and uh, Joe will look at the menu, and he'll pick something out that doesn't even mention onions in the ingredients. And he'll ask the server every single time, there's not onions on that, right? There's no onions on this? Even if it doesn't, no mention of onions, he'll still check and clarify. So, Joe, I would like to know, would you rather eat onions with every meal for the rest of your life? Whatever the other thing is I'm taking. Or never see the Bills win a playoff game? What kind of crap is this? It's a very difficult question. I'm eating the onions. You're eating the onions. I'm going to figure out how to like onions. Yeah. I'm so gonna, you t- <laughs> I'm not, I mean, like, yeah, I'm going to figure out how to eat onions. It, so you just got done saying it's whatever. Yeah. I didn't think it was going to be such a drastic thing. Like, okay, you get to your football is like your favorite thing in the world. And your favorite team just will never have any success ever for the rest of your life. Or you can eat onions. Yeah. I'm going to eat the damn onions. There you go. RockAuto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. You can go to RockAuto.com right now to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They've got everything from engine control modules to brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need and a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write Locked On in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need over at rockauto.com. Okay, Kyle, I'll give you my personal one for you. Okay. All right. Would you rather be without power right now (laughs) from right now until Tuesday at 9 a.m.? Okay. Okay. Or I just, I was just without power for like more than 24 hours for anybody who's been out of the loop. And okay. and you you were told that it would be out until Friday evening, so you yeah. got that much sooner. Right? House money, baby. Right. All right. So now you can guaranteed. I'm promising you right now, no power from right now till 9 a.m. on Tuesday, or you will be able to drink nothing except for water 
for the next 30 days. 30 days. 30 days. Nothing Holy but water. Cow. You know, I'll no drink coffee, water. No whiskey. Does no this soda? count? It's no, sparkling it, water. Water from like the the tap uh, tap yeah, water from your refrigerator. Can I put ice bottled cubes water? In it. Can I put ice cubes in it? Yeah, it's water. Done. I'm drinking the water. <laughs> Being without power, and it's like I, I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole again, but I was under thirty percent on both my phone and my computer when the power went out. So it's like not even remotely prepared to like. Okay, I can ration my battery power. Nope. Just and the cell service was out, so it was terrible. Now, let me get back on track here. I'm going to ask you a football question, Joe. Okay, good. Would you rather draft Rondale Moore, the wide receiver from Purdue, who just opted out and declared for the 2021 NFL draft and will not play college football this fall, or would you rather draft Jalen Waddle? the wide receiver from Alabama. These are two very rack oriented receivers, two very speedy, densely built low to the ground speed receivers. Curious, which one is kind of your palette based on Rondale probably has better flashy highlights, but has some durability questions because he missed more than half the season last year or a guy in Jalen Waddle who regressed with his production from 2018 to 2019. I would go with Jalen Waddle. Um, it's not just the injury stuff, but I think I am more comfortable and I've seen more Waddle than I have more. So I, I will say, you know, that's something to keep in mind here, but mm-hmm. I think with, with Waddle and I don't know that Moore is not a good returner, but Waddle is a proven like dynamic punt and kick returner. I know that he's really good after the catch in terms of, you know, like creating for himself. They're both quick twitch athletes. I can create for themselves, but I know Waddle's also a good vertical receiver. I know that he didn't have like a ton of production, but when he got chances to make plays down the field, you saw the ball skills. So I, I think because I, I'm more comfortable in all three of the ways that Waddle can make big plays for me, and I'm not quite as sure with more, and I know that he's got the injury stuff, that's why I would go with Waddle. Okay. All right, Kyle, would you rather have as your – Franchise quarterback, Daniel oh Jones okay. or Dwayne Haskins? Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones gave me more as a passer in 2019. And granted, you know, obviously, you know, Dwayne starting in Washington last year with a coach and Jay Gruden who made it pretty clear he didn't want him and that Jay kind of made it pretty obvious that he was kind of forced upon him uh, with an ownership pick. I get there was some of the deck that was stacked against Dwayne to have success last year. Daniel Jones, we talked about this in our scouting meeting, Joe, because we've already studied all of the 32 quarterbacks and their, their quarterback rooms for all 32 teams. And I have the NFC East. So I had a chance to watch both Dwayne Haskins and Daniel Jones with a pretty fine tooth comb and, and watch significant amounts of both of their seasons. And uh, Daniel Jones flashed really good throws against man coverage. He was abysmal against zone. It was a tale of two different kinds of coverages. Uh, But what worries me about Dwayne, I appreciated the fact that he took care of the ball, but his process was much slower than Daniel's. At least Daniel, like, he didn't, he wasn't so lethargic working through his reads. And that's what kind of scares me about Dwayne. I think Daniel's a better athlete than Daniel Jones or than, than Dwayne Haskins is. 
he had some really amazing like flash throws and Dwayne's got a big arm, but I, I think Daniel's probably got better accuracy at his disposal at this point in time. And uh, are we assuming that it's on each of their respective teams or I get them on a hypothetical team? Hypothetical team I think is important. Okay. I think there's more I can do with Daniel's athleticism. And I think there's more that Daniel can do in emergency to break glass and make plays happen. It's interesting because we, you had uh, Haskins as a higher graded prospect. So you've seen, you've seen enough in the rookie years for you to flip and turn on that. Well, yeah, I I think Daniel came out much stronger than I anticipated he would, as far as his comfort in tight spaces. Now, he got trapped. So a lot of his bad plays and interceptions, he threw 24 touchdowns and 12 interceptions last year. And a lot of the interceptions were trap coverages. Um, so it, it wasn't bad placement. It was more so bad read of, and diagnosis of the play. Dwayne, um, I'd rather have the guy that, if you're going to have warts, give me a guy that's not afraid to cut it loose. You know, a guy who's slow with his processor and, know holds the ball and takes sacks and Daniel Jones took a lot of sacks last year too like don't get me wrong and he had 18 fumbles he lost 11 of them so like obviously that ball security within the pocket is a a big problem but I got a bigger sample size from Daniel and I thought he played better in the bigger sample size than what Dwayne did okay all right interesting this one was an interesting one I, I I struggle with this one so be interested in what your point of view is right now would you rather take a general manager job that is depleted of draft selections for the foreseeable future? Or would you rather take a general manager job that has little to no cap space for the foreseeable future? Assuming that I have draft capital to work with, with the, with I saw the cap space is restricted, right? I don't have much, but do I have like, Extra picks or just like the normal inventory of picks? So you have a normal inventory of picks and no cap, or you have middle-of-the-road cap and no picks? Man, it's – it's um, it's I think I'd take the draft picks. I think I would take the, the tight cap, but I have draft picks because I believe that – I think it's so important to be able to, especially early in a, in a rebuild, to be able to – have as many meaningful rookies as you can, right? And, like, I know that with that draft capital, I can turn it into more draft capital. I can move back. And every time I watch the draft, I've been doing it for years and years and years and making my own boards. There's always points in the draft where there's players I like. And so I would feel comfortable in my ability to move back and and build up this inventory of young players. And I can can shore up that cap situation over time. I'm not going to be able to get – that initial draft capital that I need to like build a nucleus of the roster. So mm-hmm. I, I would like to have the draft capital to work with as opposed to the cap space. I just think it's the right way to build a football team, especially kind of taking over. Are you selling off what you have? Like, are you going real aggressive with the rebuild or are you willing to? Yeah. When the expectations are low, I want to take advantage of that. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, nobody's going to care if I go four and 12 in year one, right. I need to set myself up for, success beyond that and I, I think I can I can manufacture the roster I could build a roster better knowing that I have a, a reasonable amount of draft capital to work with so and I mean there's so many other variables that could go into play like what 
you know, what players I do have, what quarterback I have, but just from that platform, looking down on it, I want the draft capital to work with. Cause like if your first picks, not to the third round, like your opportunity to get premium talent is just, it's not going to happen. Right. And so like, I yeah. think that there's a cyclical nature to like team building and life cycles of teams. And I think it comes from having like certain intervals of where you have draft classes that you hit on a few players every year and the way that those struck those those deals come up you know it's like it's perfectly in line with where your cap should be and I just I mean it's way out of whack if I don't get that until you know like later in the draft my first opportunity to build up that that core that I need yeah it's like pretend your first two drafts are like Houston this year and Houston next year where it's like they don't have a one they have one two they have one three like yeah you just got nothing to work with. Yeah. I mean, you put it, I mean, I would really make sure I was working the pro scouting, you know, see what kind of like $3 million a year players can be like, you know, you can get some big returns on those, but man, it'd be, it'd be tough. All right, Kyle, this is a dolphins draft scenario. So would you rather, I'm going to, this is the first four picks. You have two twos, and two ones, right, for next yes, year the Dolphins. Yes, yes. So I'm going to give you four players. You could take this set of four players that I can give you. You can order them however you want, okay? I don't – I'm not – whatever order you want is fine. Or you could take whatever the four players the Dolphins actually draft in the 2021 draft. So you can oh, take this geez. in your pocket right now. You can have this guaranteed or whatever yep. Chris Greer does with his first four picks. Okay. All right, here's your – here's what you get, all right? Devonta Smith, wide receiver, Alabama. Okay. Creed Humphrey, center from Oklahoma. Dylan Moses, linebacker from Alabama. And Andre Cisco, safety from Syracuse. You can have that right now as the first four picks. Or I can get whatever they actually draft. Whatever, yep, whatever actually happens. Oh, man. So that's three, that's three <clears throat> top 20 players on the TDN draft board. It is. And from and that perspective, Fisco, for yeah, was millions of interceptions, man. Got good size, good. Well, athlete. tell me, tell me about the rest of his game. Very incomplete, but he's got ball production, size, and athleticism. I need to, I need to think about this a little bit. So, give me the the refresh on the Andre Cisco, Joe Marino, ACC scouting report. Joe Marino, okay, I'll give you the elevator pitch with Andre Cisco. The ball production's hard to ignore, and in fact, I'd say he even left some out on the field. I mean, he had 12 has 12 interceptions over the last two years. Um, where is his name here? He is six foot, 203 pounds. Okay. Got good size, good athlete. Um, he has some physical moments. He's got good athleticism. He's got fluid hips. I think he's got springy feet, but he's inconsistent tackler. Um, he makes business decisions when tackling. His pursuit effort will disappoint you. He's tall in his pedal. Um, I think he guesses a little bit. I, I don't really trust him in one high looks. You know, like his processor, he's got a lot of wires getting crossed. So, like, there's a lot to develop. It's a lot of stuff that's yeah. teachable. But, yeah. I mean, he's, I think, like, like Dre Harris will tell you, give me the guy that can give me the ball back to my offense. I think a 75% hit, 75% hit rate is pretty hard to ignore. Well, what's also hard about this, Kyle, is like right now the Dolphins, based on reverse Super Bowl odds, as we have the draft order set on the draftnetwork.com, they're picking what, six and nine or something like that? Yeah. 
six that's and the nine. Part I'm, so, that's the part I'm struggling with. And that's what you have to play into your mind. Like, okay, really, where are the Dolphins and Texans going to slot here? Right. I understand that. But at the same time, like if we pick six and nine and we come out of it and it's like Creed, Devonta, and Dylan Moses. Moses, like I don't think he did a good job maximizing two top 10 picks. But what if you don't have two top 10 picks? So we can, Let's be honest. There's a chance that the Dolphins don't have any top 10 picks. It's true. Hope I they mean, don't. What if they both win seven, eight, nine games? I could, I could reasonably see both the Dolphins and Texans winning between seven and nine games. Yeah. The Texans have won the, the, the South four the last five years. I would take it for, I know I'm getting three players in my mind who are, are starting caliber football players for the Miami Dolphins. But I think there would be better opportunities with the other scenarios to get better value per pick. But I will take your proposed package of four It's tough to not. I mean, was it four top 20 players or top 25? It's three top 20 players. Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, this is a great take. Actually, three top 14 players. Kyle. Give me Reed Blankenship. I wasn't going to give you that. I needed to give you that one pick, and you you fell for it. You took it, too. It's like Andre Sisko. Yeah, well, got to kiss a few like frogs Cisco. along the way. Yeah, that's your. you always say that, right? I love that. Song. I remember the first time you said that to me. It was like the first year we were working on the same player list. Like in 2017. Oh yeah, we were struggling on like the bottom 20 players. We're or like, oh like my that. god, man, these last 50 evals are brutal. Or <laughs> bottom of the barrel. You're like, man, you got to kiss a few frogs. And then you've every time you said that, I think back to that moment. DoorDash, uh, my wife hooked me up with the pod deal. Wow. Right. Okay, I got two more for you. The next one. You're a defensive coach at the NFL level. Would you rather have to scheme? against Deshaun Watson as an opposing quarterback twice a year? Or would you rather have to scheme against Lamar Jackson twice a year? That's good. Yeah, I know, isn't it? That's really good. Kind of different styles, you know, both athletes, of course, but like Deshaun's much more polished as a passer. Lamar is more explosive, probably more dynamic as a player can still beat you in all areas of the field, but probably not as accurate guy who holds the ball a little too long in the pocket versus a guy who won't stick in the pocket for you to box him in. Thank God. I'm not, this isn't a real scenario. (laughs) Could you imagine like you, your entire, your entire team building philosophy would be how do I get the right people on defense? That, like imagine, extra, yeah, imagine if, yeah. if it, that they were in the same division and you were like some other team in that division. No. You got you. four games a year against Watson and Lamar. No thanks. Jeez. Um man, and like Watson's like a dude too. Like he's just got that clutch gene. Like to come from behind victories and stuff like that. Like Dabo called him college football's Michael Jordan. Yeah. Not as crazy as we thought at the time. Because, well, I initially was thinking about it being Watson. But I feel like Watson's passing ability to challenge, I think, the whole football field with consistency compared to where I think Lamar still has some routes that 
he he struggles with and that I feel like I can I can bracket routes in such a way that I can force him to 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 attack those areas of the field. If I can get enough speed, I'd have a chance to bottle him up. I'd rather go up against Lamar twice a year than that, I would Deshaun. That was my answer and the reason for me was if you can keep the game who would you less like to go against in a 2 minute drill? Deshaun. I want Deshaun, yeah. Right. I would rather if I had to if I had to give the ball back to an opposing team and make him go 80 yards in a minute and 20 with no timeouts. I am more afraid of Deshaun Watson doing that than I am Lamar Jackson doing that. Well, in in so keep it close. Deshaun's been in that situation and come through and, and done it. Yeah, I don't. I mean, like the the Ravens were like just rolling teams last year, right? Now and he had two game winning drives. So like to his credit, like he's he has had those moments, one fourth quarter comeback. But like Deshaun's in that position a lot, and he comes yeah. through a lot. Yeah. So Baltimore will probably boat race you more. Right. But Deshaun will break your heart more. Right. And I've experienced that. Yeah. I've seen I've seen that. Remember that moment when Saran Neal just had him dead to rights? <laughs> and he just and then just shoveled it out there and you got another yeah, one for me or that football game? I, no, I, I don't. I, I don't have another one for you. I feel bad about that. All right. I've got one. I've got two more for you. Cause we got a great one in the comments. Oh boy. You're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Do you pay Chris Godwin or Shaq Barrett? Chris Godwin. I think, I think the thing about Shaq Barrett and no disrespect to him. Um, I think that he's, I, I the, the sack production he had last year, 19 and a half sacks last year, when prior to that he had 14 and five seasons with Denver. Like, I just I'm not paying him for those 19 and a half sacks. I need to see like more consistency. And these give me give me 14 this year, and then we'll what, talk. Like, what do you got to pay him? I Bosa just got 27 million a season. Chris Godwin, I have no doubt in my mind that's going to have a long, good career as a, as an interchangeable slot and outside receiver. Like I have no concerns about that. Do I really? I, I do have some doubts about Shaq Barrett continuing to be an elite level pass rusher in the NFL. And my last one for you. Well, do you is, agree with is, me on that or what? Uh, I do. Okay, I do. Um, especially Tampa and their roster construction and the identity of their team. Right? It's like. It's like the Kansas City Chiefs thing. You know, continue to invest in what you're good at. You know, and for for Tampa, that vertical style passing offense, man, I, I'd hate to to go for and no disrespect to Tyler Johnson, who I liked quite a bit as a, a prospect, but I'd hate to go from Chris Godwin to Tyler Johnson in a win window, especially when you got so many other horses up front on your defensive line that like you can't get a twitch, you can't draft Shaka Tony on day two and sure. just have him speed rush off the edge, you know what I mean? Sure. Last one. Would you rather relive the Trent Edwards era in Buffalo? What the hell are we doing? Okay. Or the JP Losman era in Buffalo? Yeah, give me JP. Give me JP. Trent yeah. Edwards, man, he just became a check down Charlie. Like it was just disgusting. He got the concussion and the dude just dumped the ball down. He did not want to take a hit and dump it down. Like, JP, like, at least the guy goes down swinging. He can't hit the guy right in front of him, but he can throw it up to <laughs> Lee Evans, brother. 
right? I mean, like that's more exciting and he had some mobility and like, I just, I can, I could buy into that. I'll live and die with the, with the guy that's going to like, just well, but every, everything transpires exactly the way that it did. You just have to experience it from this point on for the duration of what they actually were the quarterback for Buffalo. But I, I mean, I'm sure that their amount of game started was probably pretty similar. I would guess. Yeah. But... It was like two and a half seasons for, yeah. For each one. Yeah. We... actually overlapped one year. I think they both started eight games in one year. Talk about amazing stuff. Yeah. I just, it was funner. It was funner watching him throw the football to Lee Evans down the field, as opposed to Trent Edwards, just finding whatever running back was closest to him as quick as he could. I have, I have a great idea for next time, next Thursday. Okay. We have the ability on here, thanks to our friends at StreamYard, to pull up a browser whilst we are talking. So I got thinking about the the hypothetical that you proposed with a draft class, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to bring a mock for a team to the table and say, Joe, you can either take this or we're going to go over to the MDM and we're going to take whatever the end result is of a completely computer simulated pick for that team. It's a bird in hand or whatever the simulator yep, gives just roll the dice and we're going to see what it gives us. Well, look, there's some great stuff here that we can do. Yeah. There's a uh, lots. The, the world is our oyster, as they say. Yeah. So that's going to do it for us tonight on the show. Really appreciate everybody who tuned in. We had great interaction and audience throughout the entire course of the live show. If you missed it live, Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, slash Twitter. Every Monday, every Thursday, you can catch Draft Dudes Live. It's something we're doing with regularity now. We're really looking forward to this becoming a routine and part of the week and you guys expecting to see us here and kind of growing this audience and brand and uh, getting you guys to be a part of the Draft Dudes podcast twice a week uh, as we record them. And Joe, we kind of said it's kind of nice to not have to wake up on a Friday and have to record a podcast together. I know I love talking to you, but I still get you in the TDN staff meetings, so we'll still get to touch base. Uh, So make sure you hit subscribe, whether you're on YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, follow all of those accounts, the Draft Network. If you're listening to the podcast, you prefer the audio version, whatever flavor floats your boat, that's fine with us. You can hit the subscribe button on that podcast as well. Come back and see us again. That's going to do it for us this week. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, thanks as always for listening to the Draft Dudes Podcast.